Good morning. Welcome to morning prayers. A brief announcement, beginning next Monday, October 1st, we will begin morning prayers 15 minutes later. Um, we'll start the service at 8.30, concluding at 8.45. Earlier. Earlier. Thank you. <laughs> Please join me in a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Chapel Psalter book. Psalm selection number 127, found on page 64. Please stand as you are able. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons of one's youth. Happy is the man who has the spirit of all of them. He shall not be put to shame when he sees his enemies in the gate. You may take your seats.
Good morning. My reading this morning comes from a short book called The Sense of Wonder by the conservationist and scientist Rachel Carson. A child's world is fresh and new and beautiful, full of wonder and excitement. It is our misfortune that for most of us, that clear-eyed vision, that true instinct for what is beautiful and awe-inspiring is dimmed and even lost before we reach adulthood. If I had influence with the good fairy who is supposed to preside over the christening of all children, I should ask that her gift to each child in the world be a sense of wonder, so indestructible that it would last throughout life as an unfailing antidote against the boredom and disenchantments of later years, the sterile preoccupation with things that are artificial, the alienation from the sources of our strength. These words have special meaning for me as I have had the immense good fortune to spend more than 30 years working in museums, places that are at their heart devoted to the sense of wonder. Indeed, the earliest museums grew out of the European cabinets of curiosity or wunderkammer of the 15th and 16th centuries. Illustrations of these wonder cabinets show encyclopedic collections, landscape paintings juxtaposed with tropical marine fish, gemstones and Roman coins placed carefully next to a blue and white Ming porcelain bowl. All aspects of nature and culture were displayed together for visitors to marvel at. And we still have some of those most popular items of the Wunderkammer in our collections today. In the Harvard Museums, you can see a Fiji mermaid from P.T. Barnum's museum, as well as the tusk of a narwhal, the tooth of a marine mammal that was originally thought to be a unicorn horn. Museums have changed significantly in the intervening centuries, but I am confident that providing opportunity for our visitors to nurture their lifelong sense of wonder remains a tremendously important role. Every time I see a family come around the corner of our fossil gallery and stop short in amazement at the sight of the giant 42-foot-long, 120-million-year-old Kronosaurus, or I watch a visitor standing motionless as they examine the delicate and beautiful embroidery decorating an Innu sealskin holdall. I'm thrilled. And the good news at a place like Harvard is that academic scholarship supports my contention. The psychological benefits of experiencing wonder and such overlapping emotions as awe and curiosity have been verified time and time again. Why is that? First, there is the power of the wow moment, as we call it in the business. When you stop people in their tracks, either physically or mentally, to put it in a more thoughtful way, research has shown that when you are presented with something amazing that is outside your normal experience, it momentarily hits the pause button. As you reflect on what you see or hear or smell, time stands still and you become completely present and absorbed in that moment you feel simultaneously insignificant and uplifted. It is a spiritual experience. This feeling of wonder also helps us connect with each other. Do they feel what we feel? We want to share the experience. It might be with the people around us, or later, even years later, recounting the story to others. 
In Harvard's Glass Flowers Gallery, you can see both these elements. First, there is the moment of disbelief, when the person realizes that the exquisite models in front of them are made of glass. That their stunning beauty and meticulous representation of the real plant have been created by human hands. I never get tired of being with someone at that moment of discovery. It's always one of the high points of my day. The second impulse is to share that experience, to confirm it, which usually involves a hushed but astonished conversation. When I'm talking with people, often years after they've visited, they still speak in awed tones about the moment of wonder when they realized exactly what they were looking at and their feeling of humility at the incredible craftsmanship and skill of the glass workers who made them. But what if you're not in a museum? If walking by a tiny 16th century pocket globe or the cast of a wall decoration from a Babylonian palace isn't part of your daily routine? How do we think about experiencing wonder in our everyday lives? Given we're heading for some thunderstorms today and we had quite the weather yesterday, I felt the following thoughts from Dr. Carson's book might be helpful. Wherever you are and whatever your resources, you can still look up at the sky, its dawn and twilight beauties, its moving clouds, its stars by night. You can listen to the wind, whether it blows with majestic voice through a forest or sings a many-voiced chorus around the eaves of your house or the corners of your apartment building. And in the listening, you can gain magical release for your thoughts. You can still feel the rain on your face and think of its long journey, its many transmutations from sea to air to earth. Today, I encourage you to try and embrace a moment of wonder, even if it is something as simple as listening to the wind or reflecting on where the rain comes from. Thank you. invite you into a time of prayer. Lord, give us the heart of a child that we might be filled with your wonder and exciting joy. Amen. Amen. Join me in praying together the Lord's Prayer found on the back of your order of worship. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to sing together hymn number 346, from the all skill in science flow found in your crimson Harvard hymnal.
May the Lord keep you from evil, and may the Lord keep you in your going out and in your coming in, from this time on and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Amen.